Hey everyone, and welcome to the Plant, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of four, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms and parents master mealtime and become the bosses of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peace in your meals through prep and planning. This is episode number 105, Meal Planning and Meal Prep During the School Year. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different, a little more personal slash storytelly um, to try to show you what meal planning and meal prep looks like in my life, a little bit more of like a peel back the curtain look. Um, and I'm going to just be telling you how things are starting to shift as I prepare from shifting from our summer schedule to the school year. So the reason for this episode is that many people are looking for the, like all caps, the solution when it comes to meal planning and meal prep um, and managing family meal time. The reality though, and this is the case for most things in life, right, is that it doesn't work exactly that way. And it's much more realistic to look for tools and to use your tools to varying degrees, depending on what season you're in. And this can be an actual season, which is kind of what we're talking about in this episode, shifting from summer to fall, or just those metaphorical seasons of your life um, that are also very real, Um, you know, the seasons of having very young children, the seasons of um, building businesses, the seasons of working, the seasons of maybe relaxing. So the way that your meal planning and meal prep looks is naturally going to shift over time. And that's totally okay. So I want to help you learn how to use tools to make things better instead of uh, continually kind of searching for that perfect mealtime solution, right? So let's dig in to my life, peel back the curtain a little bit. I'm going to tell you how I use meal planning and meal prep differently in the school year versus the summer. Also, you guys are going to want to stay tuned until the end of the podcast uh, because I do have an announcement that I'm going to be sharing at the end. All right, so let's dive in. So like I said, when it comes to the dinnertime problem, most people are looking for that magic solution. They want meals that are fast to prepare, healthy, and that everyone at the table is going to like. They want the meals to be affordable. Um, And the reality is that mealtime is going to look much different than that most of the time. So I think I've shared my board game analogy in the past on the podcast, um, but I think now would be a good time to bring it up again. Uh, Remember, my husband is actually um, co-owner of a small board game publishing company. So this is something that is in our home a lot. So anyway, there's a popular style of board game called resource management board games. Um, the most popular resource management game that I know of is Catan. So if you've played Catan, uh, then this might make more sense to you. Um, but it's not too difficult to understand as I dive in. Um, actually, I think technically even Monopoly would be considered a resource management game and almost everybody's played Monopoly. So anyway, The style of game is called resource management. And the idea of a resource management game is that you are given a finite number of resources. Um, Sometimes you start out the game that way. Sometimes it's a die roll. 
there is some way for you to acquire resources. Sometimes that resource is money. Sometimes it's gold. Sometimes it's a commodity like corn or an agricultural product of some kind. During the game, you will be collecting these resources and trying to build an engine to gain more resources until you are eventually able to somehow trade in those resources for your ultimate objective in the game, which is usually points that will win you the game. Some games deal with only one resource, but generally speaking, you'll be trying to balance different resources in the most effective way to earn more resources, which will eventually win you the game. So the point of this conversation is that sometimes you have an abundance of the wrong resources. You might be drowning in corn when you really need wheat. Many games in this case will have options to help you trade in the resources that you have an abundance of for the resources that you actually need at that given time. This is the best description I have for what mealtime strategies look like in real life. A truly savvy parent in the kitchen will know which resources he or she has an abundance of at any given time and will know how to trade them in for what they actually need at a given time. What this means is that if in your summer you are like me with many children at home, um, your time for self-care is stretched very, very thin. You know that you need to trade in some of your other resources, let's say like money, or we could even say um, health values, I guess, as a resource um, in order to capture back some of that resource of time. Um, And I realized that this is a little bit unclear and vague. So that's why I wanted to take you into this episode of the podcast, right? actually show you how you can shift and alter your meal planning and meal prep strategy based on what's going on in your life at any given time, rather than trying to make a really rigid, unchanging meal plan work for you all the time, because that's just not realistic. Sometimes you're going to have more money. Sometimes you're going to have more time. Um, Sometimes you're going to be okay with eating something that might not meet your food moral high code because you need nourishment right then. So convenience kind of trumps, I don't want to say health, but you know, how clean a food is to speak in the Instagram vernacular that I'm actually not supportive of, but helps you to catch my drift, right? Okay. People want one system that works, but seasons change. So how can we keep mealtime working as the seasons change? So Let's dig into my real world example, which is me and my current season of summer and what I'm hoping things will look like as we shift into fall. So let's get real here. Summer is a really, really difficult season for my mental health as a mom of four, um, which in turn means it's a difficult season for meal planning and meal prep. On the one hand, I love the extra time with my kids. I love the lack of routine and being able to just shoot the breeze and enjoying all the time outside. On the other hand, I struggle with the extra time with my kids, the lack of routine being able to just shoot the breeze and getting absolutely nothing done because we're spending all the time outside, right? So during the summer, let's talk about what my meal planning and meal prep looks like and how I'm supporting this time that does tend to be a difficult time um, with regard to my um, energy stores and the actual amount of time that I have because I'm 
suddenly splitting my time across six people instead of across, you know, the two to three that I have during the school year. So during the summer, I take a much more light and breezy approach to meal planning and meal prep. In fact, I spend the majority of my time prepping lunches for the kids so we can be out and about without feeling stressed about getting home at a certain time. Um, so we pack lunches almost every day, then we can stay out as long as we please. Uh, I've talked about this in the past and about uh, the summer lunch menu that I use for my kids. So I'll go ahead and drop a link to that podcast. So that's kind of my approach in the summer is that I'm focusing most of my energy on lunch because that's something that I don't normally have to do so much during the school year. And that allows me to uh, manage my self-care a little bit more by getting out of the house because um, I can start to feel really trapped in summer when we're just in the house all the time. So by prepping lunches, things that we can grab and go, we're able to come and go as we please. And that definitely helps to keep my mental health in a better place. Meal prep and meal planning for dinners in the summer is a lot more challenging for several reasons. Uh, it seems like we have a lot more events. Uh, the weeks aren't quite as structured, so it's harder to um, plan my food around my life, which is something that I'm a big proponent of if you listen to the podcast uh, during the summer. Um, also, I just do not have as much time for meal prep during the summer because I've got four kids home. We're doing uh, piano practice. We're doing reading. We're doing the things to keep them, keep all of us sane and also keep them ready for school in the fall. So I just have a lot more responsibilities. Um, so meal planning, meal prep kind of has to drop a little bit and that's okay. Um, so meal prep for dinner in the summer, honestly, just looks like prepping some proteins every once in a while. This is not something that I'm doing on like a really structured basis. It's not like I'm like cooking chicken and then um, planning out every meal using chicken. I just kind of try to keep some proteins on hand that are cooked so that I can quickly make meals. I can quickly shift meals because the protein's already cooked. So I'll have chicken, meatballs, maybe some ground beef, all cooked and stored in the freezer during the summer. And that is something that's not too much for me to do that I can keep doing. Another thing that I do during the summer is that I radically simplify my dinner menu. Like we're having lots of sandwiches, lots of wraps, salads, pizzas with store-bought crusts that require little to no prep. This is how I get through meals in the summer. And that's okay. I'm okay with my dinners looking different in the summer because I like to build my meals around my life instead of living my life around meals and feeling like a slave to the kitchen. So if this is the season that you're in, I just want you to let you know that that's great. I, even as a person who talks about this regularly, have seasons like this. Summer is one of those seasons. There are times and seasons. Um, if my life looked like it does in the summer all the time. If I was constantly feeling, um, push for time, if I was constantly feeling that lack of time for myself, um, I'd have to look for more sustainable solutions. Um, I would look for help with childcare or use box delivery services more. And this is something that I have talked about in the podcast 
in the past. Um, but being that this is a short term thing, um, but there's a lot of positives about summer as well. A lot of time spent together as a family, um, simply shifting my attention from dinners to lunches and simplifying our meal plan was enough to work. Um, it wasn't perfect, but it worked for us. And that's kind of the solution that I come up with for summer. Like I said, I would come up with more long-term solutions if I needed to, but hopefully I don't. Um, And I just want to talk about now how I'm working to shift my meal planning and meal prep to what it's going to look like during the school year when I have a little bit more time to commit to that. So here is how in the past and how I will this upcoming year use meal planning and meal prep once school begins. So the first thing I have to say might be a little bit controversial, but I do not pack my kids lunches for school. So I use the school lunch program as my own personal self-care. With COVID, the school lunch program was free to participate in last year. So I let my daughter try it out. Um, I was expecting that I would go back to packing as soon as I had to start paying, which is what will happen this year. But I actually loved school lunch. Um, is it always the healthiest option? Maybe not. Um, they might use more processed foods than I would use at home, but there are some really great things about it. I know that my child will be served a fruit and a vegetable every day. Um, and I know that my child will be exposed to new foods and that they will get the opportunity to practice tasting new things in a safe environment. And most importantly, I am able to take one more thing off of my to-do list and off of my plate. Um, As my kids get older and as they're able to help make their own lunches more, we might get back on the bring your own lunch bandwagon. But for now, I have to give it up in favor of things that are more important to me when it comes to meal planning and meal prep. So that is how we are keeping things simpler when school starts, Um, even though I will have a little bit more time doing this, doing the packed lunch thing is just too much for me. And I'm okay with that. Okay, so that is the first thing. Then we'll move on to the things that I'm actually doing more of because they exist too. So I will be doing more ingredient prep during the school year. So during the summer, as I said, we're pretty laissez-faire when it comes to mealtime and meal prep. I usually don't even start making dinner until my husband is home. I don't do as much chopping and prepping in advance because to be honest, I'm just not keeping track of things as well as I normally do. So I don't always know that I need onions chopped or I'm not staying on top of the veggies as well. Um, We often also eat late in the summer um, because I don't even start making dinner until he gets home. So we'll eat at seven, which means bedtime's a bit late as well. And again, I'm okay with this because it's summer. But in the school year, we will need to be a little bit more strict on bedtime, which means dinner has to, you know, actually make it to the table before 7 p.m. This will be made possible by having as many ingredients as possible, 100% prepped before I even start cooking. So the veggies are cut, dressings are made, protein is cooked. So the dinner is much more of an assembly line than a starting from scratch cooking experience every single night. All right. Another shift that I will make as school begins is that I will be prepping more for my own needs um, and less for my kids. So as I said, during the summer, self-care for me is a challenge. Um, I do my best, but there's a lot more grab and go type foods, uh, much more full family meals where I'm not 
uh, necessarily eating the way that I prefer, but it's easy and it's doable. Um, and there's much less prepping for the way that I personally want to eat. So when the kids go back to school and because they will be eating school lunch, I will be prepping my own lunches uh, so that figuring out what to feed myself every day doesn't have to be so darn stressful. And I'm really excited about that. The last thing that I will do more of in the school year than in the summer is I will prep more snacks and rely less on store-bought solutions. So this one goes with the last one I talked about, but during the summer, we have lots of store-bought protein bars, sauces, shortcuts, and like I said, this is fine with me as a temporary solution. Um, But I prefer the taste of homemade options. I prefer to be able to choose what ingredients I want and what proportions I want them in. So as school starts, we'll be prepping more snacks, muffins, bars, balls, etc. to enjoy at home for me and for my kids when they're home from school. All right, so hopefully that helps you see how I'm using the same tools. I always use meal planning and meal prep to some degree to keep my sanity. However, how I use those tools and the level to which I rely on these tools varies in different seasons. That is normal. I hope that you understand that um, what I share on the podcast is supposed to be a bunch of tools that you can put into your toolbox and use as you need them. All right, my friends, thanks so much for listening to this episode. As I said, I do have an announcement. Um, It's a big and somewhat sad announcement that the planned Prepped and Productive podcast will be going on a hiatus after this episode until further notice. Um, In recognizing the changing seasons in our lives, I am realizing that in this season, I just don't have the time and energy to commit to the podcast and to continue to commit to other goals and projects in both my business and my personal life. Um, I am still working on a large program slash system um, for you that will hopefully launch in the next year and that will provide more personal and hands-on help to those of you who need it. Um, I will likely bring the podcast back um, when that's ready to launch, but I just needed the time and space to be able to finish that project to the level that I want it to be. So if you're familiar with the meal prep in minutes course, that is still available as I'm working on this bigger, uh, more comprehensive program. Eventually, um, that course will go away. Those of you who've already purchased it will maintain access to it, of course. Um, but it will be kind of rolled into this, uh, bigger course, which will all be about how to make mealtime more formulaic using templates, make it simple because you're grabbing and going when it comes to recipes. So it's homemade meals, but less stress about how to put them together. Um, I'm really excited about it. Um, And like I said, I just really needed the time to be able to commit to it. So if you still want to be a part of the Plan Prepped and Productive brand. I'm not going away. Um, I will be maintaining my Instagram page. So you'll see posts about once a week on Instagram. I will also maintain my email list so you can still be getting helpful tips and tricks from me once a week. Um, 
via my email list. So I will go ahead and drop links to my Instagram page, to um, my email list. Um, and I'll also drop a link to that meal prep in minutes course. If you do feel like you need a little bit more direction right now, especially as the podcast will be taking a little bit of a break, um, that will be a great place to get started. Um, the Facebook group, which I have not talked about in a long time, um, it hasn't been active for a while anyway, but the Facebook group will be archived. So, um, that will go away as well. So the best ways to keep in touch will be to stay on my email list or get on it. If you're not on it already, follow me on Instagram or follow on Facebook and the content on Instagram and Facebook is the same. So you can follow me wherever is better for you, but you're not going to be missing out if you're only following me in one spot. But my email content does tend to be a little bit different, a little bit more um, in depth. So you might want to get on that list as well. Thank you so much. This is a little bit of a sad moment for me. Um, I will definitely miss popping into your headphones every, every week. It's been a pleasure. And I hope that you've had some added peace in your mealtimes, uh, thanks to what you've learned on the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. So until next time, my friends, happy planning. <laughs>